take uh, very small doses of Instagram. So I reinstalled it right before we recorded this, but it, it, it takes like me about a... four hours to be over it. Dang. Well, cheers to that. Oh, shit. <laughs> What'd you do? Spill on my computer like an idiot. Classic idiot. Episode... Um, this is either episode one or episode two, depending on if we release the last one or not. Yeah. Uh, you want to, so we're doing seasons now, right? Seasons. Yeah. So that was part of the deal. I don't know if I thought I talked about that in the last one. Maybe I didn't. Uh, so plan right now is that we're going to do a season of between five to 10 episodes um, that are going to be about 30 minutes long and they're going to be on a topic. And that's sort of the format for this season. And then we'll see how that goes, see what people think, see how we feel. And then look at season two um, and say that could be longer format. That could be totally different. Um, we could look at different options for that. I would like to bring guests in at some point, but we'll probably wait for season two on that. And we'll just play this out for now. But yeah, that's sort of the, sort of the plan. So we've got and a list of topics. we're going to be pretty topics. brutal with that, um, that 30-minute cap. So I think if anybody's listening, like, wants some dive-ins on maybe certain parts of topics that we touched on we could kind of do like an ancillary second episode on yeah. that same topic um but yeah yeah definitely and i i would love to um you know if people have more stuff they want to talk about we have a google doc with sort of an outline but if you want to shoot me a, a dm or an email or something with some thoughts would love to add some stuff to that and if it's not a full episode you know maybe at some point we'll do just sort of like a uh lightning round episode where we talk about a few things that yeah. we've missed in other conversations so today's specific, conversation uh, well, before you jump into that do you have a specific fine. email for any suggested topics that they can uh use? my normal email for now i I technically own a URL for this, but I don't have any emails for it. So gonna, it's Evan at eborsier.com. Good luck spelling it. You'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's on my website. Google me. You'll find it. <laughs> or just me. DM me. Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk about art and commerce, which is the name of Jared Levy's podcast. So uh, trademark infringement right off the bat. going to wait for and a copyright strike. strike. Yeah, immediately knocked down. I really like his podcast for what it's worth. So if you haven't listened to it, you should go check it out. Um, but yeah, and, and sort of like the thought there being, you know, there's <clears throat> the passion and the art and the love of what we do in this industry. And then there's the business of what we do. And I think that like holding both of those things with open hands and pursuing through pursuing growth in both of them can be difficult. Um, and so wanted to dive into that a little bit what are your thoughts on art and commerce in your work chris well i think both of our thoughts have probably changed since we um first woke up next to each other back at nab ah. and if you're just jumping on an episode two go check out episode one for that lovely story um i know for me it started as just kind of the ten thousand hour rule i just got to get as much um, reps in, if you play sports, you know, practice makes perfect. So, um, getting those in, um, as you get older or you, your life changes, I would say, um, whether that's kids, marriage, you move, um, or just your perspective changes. I think the perspective on, on doing those, I guess, freebies, passion projects, or whatever really change. Um, we got to stop. I need to change the batteries out of the other camera. Are you still rolling? Yeah, you are. Yeah. Six. I do feel like 
as we start talking about it, that this probably bleeds into the conversation about sort of your perspective on success. Like, I feel like it's hard to strictly separate them. Yeah, I think we should try to wait till as long as possible so it could go into that could be the third episode. Yeah, because we could okay. dovetail into that. Um, so you asked me, so when I, I guess, eight, nine years ago, I think my perspective on this topic is definitely different than it is now. Uh, I think it's very important when you're starting out to just, especially in this day and age when like we can hack and I'm putting hack in quotes, the system so well with so much information available online, you know, the wide availability of just gear, um, basically just, you need ideas, you need ideas and, and, um, people that believe in those ideas to help execute them as a bare minimum. And really with the resources, as far as gear available to us all, it's just about putting in the time and the work. Yeah. to make those ideas come to fruition. So um, I think it's important to like do personal projects. I think it's important to do pro bonos. I think it's important um, to do the art that you're really um, excited about. Because a lot of times those are the ones that get us those paid <laughs> gigs that let us survive and eat. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I mean, the amount of time that you spend in those projects change over the over the years. Yeah. So, so I guess maybe like the way I think about it is like when <clears throat> when I started out, you know, I was working at Marshalls and Ace Hardware and I liked videos and photos and I'd played around with Photoshop a lot and was sort of like doing some design work on the side. Um, and I started making videos for fun and was like, this is a cool thing that I like to do. Um, let's find opportunities to try things. And like for me, that started out with church videos um, and there was no, there was no level of commerce to that, you know, and at a certain right. level, I wasn't, I wouldn't say that it's art either, but on the, in the sake of this spectrum, like it was a creative, um, experimental venture. And then I feel like shortly after that, it was like, after putting a few things out into the world, you know, I, I almost feel like it was more other people than myself in some ways who were like, so are you going to go like do weddings or something like are you going to do like right. you can you can get paid to do this, you know, and which wasn't wasn't necessarily ever a part of my plan. Like I wasn't the kind of person who was like, oh, I want to be a film director when I grow up or anything. I was just doing it for fun because I liked YouTube and stuff. Um, and so, so then, that's the is that the kind of conversation hole you want to go down where it's talking about your beginning that is basically for the art and then it turned into for the commerce. I, I mean, not necessarily. I think it's sort of this, I think that's a part of it. But so there's this thing that's like, so at first it was just making stuff. And then people were like, oh, you should make money. And then I feel like it sort of turned more and more into like, how do you get paid to do what you like to do? Mm -hmm. um, and then I feel like for myself, there was almost this like other fork that happened further down the road in my career that was like, how do you get paid period? I don't care whether or not it's what I like to do. And I don't know that that's the best way of looking at it. And it's something that I've been, been reassessing. Um, but <clears throat> I think that there's sort of these, these layers you go through where it's like, I just do what I want and that's cool. And then you're like, okay, I want to do this all the time. So I have to figure out how to get paid. 
but you go through the like I'll do it for exposure I'll do it for whatever like it's a cool project so I'll lower my rates I'll do and then you realize like that's not sustainable for the rest of my life necessarily and so then you try to figure out how to make it sustainable and hold the line and then you find out that a lot of the people you've been working with don't necessarily respect that right like I don't know about you but like I had a lot of experiences in the music industry where everyone was like why doesn't everything cost $500? And it's like, okay. <laughs> well, that's an issue. But <laughs> right. But like, but so then my conclusion at the time was like, this is a problem with the music industry. I'm going to go do something else. It, I didn't think that the problem was the people in the music industry who I'm dealing with are not the people I should be dealing with. The solution was to just go look somewhere else. And it wasn't to communicate better or to have boundaries or whatever else. It was like music is just for fun and other things are to get paid. And so they sort of separated into art and commerce that way. But like you have this experience where you get to work on music stuff that is artistic and also commercially viable. And so like it's this weird, I feel like sort of web we're all navigating with our networks and what people are wanting to create and what we want to create and our ability to align our creative intention with like market value for what we do if that makes sense yeah I, I think your art is the calling card for your commerce that you want to do not all the commerce that you are going to do so for instance that's why i think i let off with like why personal projects are important because they kind of help you figure out the vision that's inside of you or in your head and get it out there and then I mean, it's a marketplace, so unfortunately, you're a little bit to the whims of whether other people think that they want to pay for that art. And that's the best case scenario. I think that you work um, to get your art out of your head, and then you find people that are like, oh, I really like that, and they pay you a fair wage. Um, I think there's also another world where you are doing your skill your job for just commerce that then it allows you to on the side create the art that you want i think the hard thing is for people to swallow is not everyone's gonna like your art and then is that okay for you right no just i agree be. and is and are you okay with doing stuff that's commerce because at the end of the day like i think early on and it's something i see i've seen in feedback from people that's like oh client wants to do this and i think it's a bad idea or i right. disagree with it or whatever and it's like right clients cutting the check man at a certain right. point like i will give my opinion but if someone says no this is the way it should be like it's not my project at the right. end of the day and if it were then I could make that call um, but I think that's one of the ways that I look at like art versus commerce in that context is like there's projects that are work that happen to not suck right like we I was just having this yeah. conversation with a buddy about a potential job for a brewery that was like oh this could be fun let's do it for next to nothing and it's like it's it's not you know pulling teeth but it's still not something where we have the final say. There's a client that has something that needs to happen that you know they have goals to accomplish, that they have an opinion on, and we can share our expertise and get compensated for that. But this is not us communicating something that we just want to. It's us doing a job for them. And at the end of the Correct. day, if they say, I hate that, I want this better, I, you know, whatever else, then you're beholden to that. And I think as someone who signs up for the job, you are beholden to that. And if you don't want to deal with that, do a personal project where you're paying the bill and you pick whatever you want to happen. Right. I, 
I think you touched on a few things there. A, I 100% agree. Also, and what other <clears throat> form, another, what other, I guess, uh, let me, let me start over. And like what other, what other industry? Of, yeah. What other line of work, what, what other industry can you literally be that picky? I'm sorry, right. but like the idea that we have to like make art on every freaking job irritates me to nth degree and art in quotes art's also subjective so like your client might be thinking that you're making art and they might actually enjoy that art you might not think that why are you bitching when you're getting a check right it's well like and that's you, where it's such it's a tough thing because it's it's subjective to it. your taste right right that like and i think that's the other thing that when you're starting out everything's a learning experience right like you go into every job and you're trying something new and so it's like, oh, we could try and do this. We could try and do that. Like when we did the Falmouth fish thing, like neither of us really knew what we were doing with that. We had some ideas and we executed pretty well on it. But like we were sort of making it up as we went. And at a certain point you go on and you like expect people to just keep paying you more and more money to figure it out as you go. But as the money gets bigger and bigger, everyone wants to mitigate the risk and they want you to do things you've already done. Yes. They don't necessarily yes. want you to try new things. Right. And that's where like you know you hear the story about like oh i lost a bid on a commercial because my reel had white wine instead of red but it's like if you're the agency spending five million dollars on a campaign like you want to know that that's going to be exactly what it is and so like if you there are jobs where you get the lucky opportunity to get paid really well to experiment but yes. in my experience that's not going to be every job. A lot of the time you're going to get paid to do something that you know exactly how to do and you're going to show up and you're going to do it well and it can be fun and fine, but it's not some big new learning experience and that's fine. And if you want to go experiment, go do something where someone's not putting a bunch of money on the right. line or put your own money on the line, you know? Yeah. I think the idea that we should always have this like um, really high value of what we're creating from like an artistic standpoint. Yes. I mean, as if you're a director of photography listening to this, you should be creating the most beautiful images that are appropriate for the project. Whenever you go out, not saying that you shouldn't do your job. Well, saying the expectation should definitely be the like understanding that you're part of a larger either, um, piece of a marketing plan or of a strategy you're, doesn't fucking matter what you think <laughs> a right. lot of times. And I think if you're being, if you feel that angst, if you feel like you need to get something out, then that's the time to go do something on your own. Right. I don't think, I think artists have the luxury that we can create with the tools that we have to create commerce pieces, if we want to use that term. And we can take those same. You know, you have an FX9, you can go take that and do a beautiful personal project mm -hmm. um, because you have the skills, you have the know-how. Just go freaking do what you want to do. Don't You don't have to even show it to anybody. So if you're feeling, you're at that point of like being really, really frustrated, I think that's the internal key and internal like time to then go and do a personal project, get that out of you. But I think the assumption that we have art on every freaking job um, is the wrong assumption. It also helps that if we take that pressure off, then I think we can appreciate things about every job. 
um, whether that be the people that you bring on right. um, or experiences or places like there should be we're so blessed to do what we do we're so i mean we're so lucky like we're a, you know out of everyone that lives in the world the very few of us in this sphere of this industry get to do what we want to do and what brings us joy and it's just we need to remember and remind ourselves that we're the lucky few and i think if you're getting angry at your clients you're getting frustrated it's more an internal look at yourself and then like go out and just create something right i think well that's and that's <laughs> and that's where it's like there's a spectrum there too right where it's like um, there's, there's this risk spectrum that goes on. So like, say you look at like the Falmouth fish commercial or the, the Lamborghini watch thing we did, what's going on there is like, we got the opportunity to do something that someone gave us some money for, but it was relatively low risk for them, right? Like the investment wasn't really high. They saw right. people with talent. And so they had an opportunity to say, we'll put a little bit of money into this and see what you can do. You can still do that. Like I did that last year with a project for a local cycling team. That was like, it was sort of a personal project because they were willing to give me control for the sake that they had low risk. And, uh, it's like, okay, if you want, you know, a couple thousand dollars in credit to our bike shop to make us a cool commercial, that's the thing you can do. So you don't necessarily have to totally self-fund everything, but Correct. you do have to take on a big chunk of the risk. And when the client is taking on more and more and more of the risk and giving more and more and more money to that, like, and, and that's the thing is like, we're the, to what you were saying about privilege at a certain point is like, when you show up and you're getting paid $150 an hour, $250 an hour to make people look pretty and the client goes, I want my person's face brighter and we like throw a hissy fit about that. It's like, grow up. Like just, yep. just, it's fine. Like, and you can wish your client. Had uh, you don't get another do Instagram still. Boo hoo. Right. Oh no, I'm not going to be able to put this in the salon. Like, Or do a breakdown of the. 25 lighting fixtures i had to make them look underexposed oh right God. it's not it's not anamorphic flary enough like it's i didn't get asked to sit in on the color and it's like none of that stuff is necessarily bad like and we all want to be able to do what we're really good at and for people to value it and that's its own journey within our career but like it's okay to show up have the client be happy, the check clear, and that's all it is. It's not yeah. a it's not a statement on you. And I think that's something that's like my body of work had to get big enough to where if I got asked to light an interview in a way that I totally disagreed with, I can say confidently that that reflects on the client and not on me, you know? Right. And I think when you're starting out, everything feels like it's a reflection of you because right. you want to hold everything you've made up on this pedestal and go like, if, if anything's wrong with this edit, it means that I'm not good. If anything's, right. you know, you want it to be as perfect as it can. And at a certain point, the more and more stuff you make, I hopefully the less you hold on to that. Cause it's like, it's just a drop in the bucket of, you know, at this point, I don't know how many interviews each of us have shot, but like the number where the fill isn't exactly what we want is like not a big deal. You know? Yeah. I think it goes back to the beginning too, where it's like, that's why the 10,000 hour thing's important when you're starting out, just go out there and create. And as you get, I guess, farther along or do more projects, and I don't want to use the word age. I don't want to use the word experience, just do more projects. Then again, like to your point, the uh, the disappointment level goes down. Yeah. And the fact that we, oh man, yeah, we're just so, in, it's an entitlement thing, man. Like the fact that we bitch and moan about not getting everything. And I think some people 
will not getting everything our way. And I think some people will like counter that with like, well, we're supposed to be, you know, we're the picky ones we're supposed to be held to high standard. I get that. But your standard isn't the one that will always win because right. there's other issues at play that to your point have a higher dollar amount and risk attached to them. So right. know your place. And if you want to be the client, well, then you need to go down a different line of work. And that's cool too. Like just pivot. If you right. know, if this is not the career for you, then it's, there's nothing bad about that. Or if bigger stuff isn't the career for you. Cause I think that's one of the things that's like, as, as you go up the, you know, quote unquote budget ladder, like everyone wants to do bigger and bigger budgets. The amount of work that goes into everyone knowing exactly what's going to happen as you go up the chain of, in storyboards, in decks, in all these yeah. things that everyone has to know because there's dollars being spent and, and that's how it works. If you want to make totally off the cuff films, you can, you're probably not going to get handed a million dollars to do them because right. no one wants to risk that on you just going out and making it up. I mean, and so it's like, that's fine, but that's just... You, you don't get both necessarily, you know? Right. I mean, just look at, I mean, everybody probably listening to this knows Ryan Booth. So yeah. look at him. I mean, that's what, I mean, when he comes in on a commercial project, you have every freaking board, every frame almost done already for him. Like his job is to execute it in uh, his own style. I mean, and he still goes out and makes short films on his, on his own. Like, and I guarantee you, he's at a higher level uh, than you or I from a, like, um, budgetary standpoint on his commercial projects mm -hmm. um I, he's more successful than than you and i depending on how you define his success and it's like uh if he still goes out and does personal projects and if he's still beholden to a client like pretty sure 99 no 100 of us has nothing to no no foot on to stand on bitching and moaning because we didn't get our art when we're getting a paycheck right um yeah. Well, and so there's another side of that that I think we'll probably touch on in other conversations, but there is what I what I'm not saying at least is just do whatever people are willing to pay you for, roll over all the time. Like there you do have to have boundaries and know yes. what you're good at because the other side of that is that on the commerce side, let's say, if you do want to move up the commerce ladder, you have to get clearer and clearer about what you're really good at and to be yes. really good at it. And so yes. that's where when you look at like the guys who are getting paid 20 grand a day to shoot car commercials, they're car commercial guys. And if yeah. you want to be the guy that shoots weddings and music videos and corporate films and whatever else and does everything, you can do that. But there's an inverse relationship between that diversity and how much you're worth to most people because yeah. the guys who are just doing this one thing really really well are the ones who get those opportunities and so if you want that opportunity you want to be the phantom robot food person like you have to pursue that really far yes. and if you want to do everything maybe you keep doing those other things but it's just personal projects because the the guys who are really good at car stuff aren't necessarily going to get handed some big documentary you know Correct. um and so you have to sort of be aware that those are separate lanes that you can progress down and if you're just constantly putting you know a penny in each lane your whole career you're never going to get anywhere really in any of them yep. um and so i'm curious your thoughts there because like you've I feel like doubled down for a while on like operating and union work. And now you do a lot of music stuff and car stuff. Like what have been your experiences on the commerce side of sort of choosing lanes? 
Oh boy, where do we start on that one? <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, okay, it's I'll not start with easy. the obvious. Let's, let's say that. Go ahead. Yeah. Car- cars and music are a lot of fun. Like, if everyone could shoot cars and music all the time, yeah. they probably uh, would. <laughs> I would say this: cars for me are not a commerce or a passion. They're still in that lane of. I get a little money, I can make it really, really fucking good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the little bit of money is what I need to make it really good. And so if I double down, I think, yes, I can be a top-tier car DP without a question. I enjoy cars. I know how they move. I know how they look good on camera. Like, uh, I know how to coordinate with arms. Like, I could do it if I pursued that. However, the doors haven't been opened for me yet to go full bore at that. So... It's still something I'm hedging on. And honestly, it's just something that I really enjoy. It's like, yes, um, at the beginning, you know, do a lot of passion projects. That's kind of like my passion project lane right now, the car stuff, where um, I'm, I can knock it out of the park. I love it. I don't care if I don't have all the tools needed. I can still make it look amazing. So I definitely say the cars are passion project. I would say um, music videos for the past year and a half have been a great blessing because I've had some awesome collaborators and met some great people. Um, you know, sometimes they're awesome, sometimes they're not, but it's all, you know, if the client is happy, I'm happy. And some of those collaborators have really wanted to go into the narrative world. And so, um, during those, you know, we've been you know shooting full scenes with dialogue and there's usually script written. So, um, I would say, you know, when my wife is like, when I'm down and she's like, so what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I'm like, I just want to shoot like a movie a year, with like three commercials. That's kind of like my ratio, what I consider success and a good balance between like the art and the commerce side. Um, I think you jump into like the narrative stuff has been, I think everybody's like, oh, I wanna get narrative. Oh, I wanna get narrative. Oh, I wanna do, you know, scripted stuff. If you're not doing it and you're not actually, even if it's on a small scale with um, short films, like just because you verbally say it, you're definitely not going to be handed anything in that world. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got to put in tons of hours. Also, if you're not reading scripts, just shut up. Like you don't really want to, um, you don't really want to get in the narrative world. So um, I jumped into that because, I mean, again, I know I've talked about my wife now two different episodes, but she was like, okay, so you say this all the time. What are you doing? <laughs> about it and so that's what kind of pushed me into operating and you know joining the union in 600 is like gotta start somewhere and it's funny how like kind of hacking the system yeah like i'm a commercial dp um but i didn't join as a dp in the union because um i mainly wanted to use it as like my cheat way to film school yeah it was like i i don't want the i guess pressure or having to find like DP narrative stuff right off the bat when I have nothing on that on my reel going to your point of like they want to see you know on your reel what they're going to pay for as far as clients um I know I can knock out operating out of the park because I do that basically anyway um on a lot of the music videos and commercials that I that I shoot um and I can sit back and just like kind of see how things run the politics are so important um meet great people um hang out with great people. So to your point, like, uh, to kind of round everything up, uh, music videos, kind of like this quasi art commerce. I definitely think it's in the middle. Um, then you have, uh, the car stuff. That's just hundred percent art. I still consider hundred percent art. And then, um, 
I would say the narrative stuff is pretty much work. I mean, anybody that does union narrative stuff, it's it's commerce. It's hard, hard work. Um, and yeah, you get a, a nice little benefit sometimes at the end of seeing something very pretty and something that you enjoy. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the three different silos that you mentioned and how I consider each of them in my own world. I don't yeah. know if that answered your question. I kind of went down a rabbit hole. No, it does. I think that's helpful. And I think, you know, there's like a separate conversation. I don't want to get into the topic. We'll save it for our, our money conversation, which is sort of mm. like how money plays out across these things um, mm. and how it might not be what you'd expect, uh, yes. you know, for, for the people who are out here shooting corporate stuff and are like, oh, man, I wish I did the music videos Chris does so I could get paid the big bucks. You might be surprised. <laughs> yeah, I think, too, for that, I think whenever we do that episode, I think it's we need to do a spreadsheet and like really be open. And if you're yeah. listening this on and just listening and not watching, I'd encourage you to watch this because I think we need to share that spreadsheet and really break down. I think for you too, spe especially um, recently, you've really got into like there's your rate, and then as you are creating a company, like the profit margins, you know, all that. I mean, I don't know, you can probably dive more into it, but you've really started breaking down what's required. It's not just your rate and gear. There's other other line items that need to be accounted for, um, right. whether it's strategy that you're helping bring to the table or just profit in general. And what's that profit margin per job or what kind of job and what's appropriate? I think it's really, and then also I, I could break down like, uh, just, we'll do just operating, but like operating rates on tiers of different union jobs. I yeah. think that's important for people to see because it, man, union shit for a lot of times doesn't pay that well. I mean, that right. should be straight, you know, and that'd be interesting for people to see, like, you got to be in it for the long term and you got to be in it for the long game um if you want to bounce around it's not really something you should bounce around and expect to get paid a lot right so. no i agree and I, I definitely want to bust out like there's a lot of interesting number conversations that i'm willing to be really transparent out and that transparent about in that conversation so we'll hold that the yes. the one thought i sort of wanted to get just for, I guess to get whatever your additional thought is here, it's not really a question, but I was just thinking about, you know, something else that I have learned in my career is this idea that's like, as you, as you progress on the commerce side of things, you'll, you gain a lot of, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, I would say leverage towards the art side of things and sometimes vice versa that the art side, like I think of when we did, um, the CrossFit commercial for your gym and you put money into like shooting a bunch of film and that like that was an investment made on the art side that then, you know, can pay out on the commerce side. But it is crazy, you know, when you're starting out and like I remember myself you know, back when I was like first few years, I was doing content for Lens Pro to Go. I had my T3i and then my C100 and like didn't have gear, you didn't have people, didn't have yeah. money. And you see these things that people are putting out and you're like, how the heck are people making this? But like the point that we're at in our career right now is, you know, I would say different than even, you know, some of the big production companies that are out there and stuff. But like, as you start getting to the point where the gears all around people are down to make fun stuff like i i joke about that with some of our friends here like uh quentin and mike curry and john kopeck it's like we've got two venices two Jeez. fx9s a motocrane two steady cams a full g and e truck atlas anamorphics tokina vista primes canon fds sigma lenses monitors client monitors audio gear whatever like we could make a movie if we wanted to um or two at once <laughs> or two at once you really could but like 
and I don't say that to brag, just to say that like personal projects do change as you grow, right? Like this is yes. a personal project and our, yeah. even the production level of this, of what we're able to put at it now is so different than if we had done it eight years ago. Yeah. And so like, it's okay. Sometimes there's seasons where what you're doing is mostly art and it comes back and pays off on the commerce side or what you're doing is mostly commerce and you're just shooting talking heads and stuff you don't like and it's boring. And it's like, take that and leverage it back on the art side. Like you've got to sort of keep those things swinging back and forth or you end up losing your mind or losing your house. Um, but you know, I think that's a, an important thing is just like, they don't always move in, in perfect concert, but they sort of feed off each other. I think. Yeah. thousand percent. I think it's, I mean, I think success in our industry is the, the summation of years of hard work. It's not like a one time thing. That's very super, super duper rare. What's cool is what it's your story is <clears throat> as you, I guess this is an age thing. So as you get older, um, the people that are in the industry that become your friends that stay around you, they become more talented at their job, more skillful at what they do. Um, they also, in your, to your point, like they gain, you know, resources. Um, and the level at which you guys could go and do a personal project now versus years ago um, not throw away the gear, but just from a skill set right. standpoint is so elevated compared to where you were. And so while when we get older, we might get a little jaded. I think it's always important to like still kind of go quote unquote back to your roots and look around you for a moment and be like, shit, I got like a ton of really talented friends right. and like, let's go make something for a weekend and it's going to be better than it was eight, 10 years ago. Uh, it'll probably actually get seen by people <laughs> right? and you will know what the fuck you're doing and have a great time with people that you really enjoy. And so just as, cause you get older, don't, don't stop doing personal projects. Just be more strategic about them and realize too, that the quality of those projects can be so much better than they were. Um, right. and don't just get totally jaded by our industry. I think it's really cool if you just take a step back and just look at it. Yeah, I agree. And I think that like, you know, you get more and more opportunities to, you know, leverage all the talented people that you suppose, uh, hopefully surrounded yourself with, you know, the resources, whether that's, um, equipment or whatever else. But I mean, the one other thing I would say there is that like, and this is something I've been challenging myself on is that if you believe in an idea, put your money where your mouth is. Like you want clients to pay you to do what you're really good at. And if you have an idea that you think is worth making really good, all my favorite personal projects that I've seen people do, there has been real, cold hard cash on the line that wasn't all favors that was like this is you yes. know thousands to tens of thousands of dollars put into an idea and i think sometimes it's easy to to be like i'll only do what i can guarantee a return for which is exactly what we make fun of clients for doing you know right. coming back to the risk thing is like yep. Oh, I'll only do the personal project if everything's free, if everyone shows up for free, if I don't have, I'll feed people pizza, you know, I don't want to pay for rentals, I don't want to pay for talent, and it's like, if you want it to be good, take three jobs that are commerce jobs and just friggin' sink the money, you know, and, and mm -hmm. bet on yourself, really, is what you're doing, is it's like, take that, that chunk of change and bet it on an idea, bet it on yourself, and hope that it opens up doors for the future, but if you're constantly playing everything super close to your chest and just trying to make interesting things that clients will pay for, I think you're really limiting your long-term growth. Yeah, I think, like, the success, uh, I think sometimes success just comes where we don't expect it, 
And so I think like creating something on your own as a personal passion project that you're assuming or trying to formulate it in a way that will give you success on the commerce side is the wrong way. I think there should be a brutality about it is like, no, this is exactly um, from an art perspective what I want to create. Screw everything else. Like this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get it out in my comment back to me monetarily in a way of like, oh, this is a great new client relationship or a great new project, but it doesn't matter. It's got to come from that pure spot, I think, inside you. And I think that's what people are drawn to. And once that happens, then who knows? You might get, you might might not also not get a commerce job out of a person. Like, I don't want to, you know, hype people up that much about it. But I think um, if you make it your personal project in a way that you think people will want to buy it it'll just look copied a lot of times and it won't look genuine and we have so much copies and non-genuine art out there and i don't want to see more of that yeah that's that we'll have to talk about that some other time get into my my strong feelings about spec work but we're about at time uh i think we're over but you uh you you cut out for a minute so i think we'll be okay if we cut that out so thanks for listening guys 31 minutes uh. i know hey thanks for uh listening uh if you like this let us know share it with someone because if you all hate it we're just gonna stop recording and just do it for ourselves oh yeah <laughs> but uh yeah thanks so much guys and we'll see you next time <laughs>